Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Carton and Roberts. Evan Roberts, Craig Carton, all the way to 630. Phone number to join, 877-337-6666. We got a great show for you today, unless you're a realist. Unless you're that kind of guy who says to himself, oh yeah, I want the New York Giants to win the uh, the Super Bowl this year. I think the New York Giants can go to Minnesota and they can beat the Minnesota Vikings and I'm rooting for it and I'm going to talk myself into a lather and I'm going to go to bed tonight believing that on Sunday afternoon the New York Giants are going to beat the Vikings in advance to a second round matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. The problem with that is that's not keeping it real. Good afternoon, Evan. How are you today, kid? Huh. 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 Ha, 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 ha. You got to be a realist. What's gotta going on here? Are you uh, revealing to us on this beautiful football Friday, the first playoff football Friday in New York in yeah. six years, that maybe you've come to the dark side? Not to the dark side. I'm not going to make my uh, pre- 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 prediction on this it game. It sounds like your prediction is obvious. No, it's not obvious. That's the rub here. That's the beauty and genius of me. Okay. All I'm saying is... You can't make it. I mean, you can do it if you want, obviously, but you can't make a declaration that, oh, there's no way the Giants lose this game. Oh, Minnesota can't beat the Giants. And boy, I'm hearing a lot of that. And that is the typical uh, broadcast on WFAN <laughs> for every single show since this radio station began. When we are 48 hours away from a playoff game and everyone's doing their last show, most of us, mm-hmm. prior to the game. Because everybody makes a pick. Because ultimately, the listeners, the wonderful listeners of this radio station want to know and want you to put your money where your mouth is. Who are you picking in the game? Right. That way on Monday, we can keep receipts. Of course. And I've lived that now because apparently the Chargers... Kept the receipt of something I said about them earlier this year. Oh, really? Unbeknownst to me. <laughs> Unbeknownst to Sometimes me. Sometimes we don't even know the receipts that we're yeah, putting out I'm there. A, I'm in the uh, L.A. Chargers hype video. That's <laughs> uh, something I don't even remember saying. First of all, I'm proud of the Chargers for even having a hype video, yes. so that's cool. Yeah, they did their whole thing about receipts and whatnot. Oh. Uh, the fact is, I said the Chargers were going to do everything they did, good and bad, and I, I've been on them uh, like a rock star. That being said, the New York Giants are good enough to beat the Vikings. Check the box. Yeah, sure. Why not? The New York Giants are very well coached. Check the box. Yeah, sure. Why not? But when you when you blindly say, and I've heard it all day today, that the New York Giants are going to win, you're not taking account at all of the fact that the Minnesota Vikings are showing up. Like, you're not showing up against a faceless, nameless opponent. You're showing up against a wide receiver that on Christmas Eve hit you for 12 catches, a buck 50, and a touchdown, right? Right. I mean, I didn't miss that. That happened, right? Mm-hmm. Now, and a I, tight end who destroyed you, too. Yeah, we know the Giants' down, right? issues this season, and really, it seems like for the last decade, it's not like a new issue right. of covering tight ends. T.J. Hawkinson was huge in that game. Now, Dalvin ago. Cook is not any great year, uh, nor is their running game combined, but they got the guy there, and I can concoct a way that the Giants absolutely could win this Dude, game. Dude, I think you can concoct a way of this game going in any direction yes, you want. I agree, 100%. But I cannot come out and say with great confidence, oh, Giants got this one, because the Giants aren't that team. 
very well coached, solid quarterback play, a stud running back, defense absolutely healthier than they were three weeks ago. Right. Pass rush against what is now a weaker offensive line. I love all of it. But I can't come here today and tell you with any great confidence that this is an easy game. Or this no, is no. This, this, this game. you got to be crazy. This game, and I think this is what makes it one of the most appealing games of the weekend, is an evenly matched game. Yeah. In a lot of ways, they're similar. At least by this way, they're similar. The New York Giants, a lot has been made about the Vikings and that they have a negative point differential. It's been like a big deal. Hey, they got a negative point differential. Hey, they've won all these close games. And I've always said, you could look at that one of two ways. You could say they're lucky or they know how to win close games. The Giants are the same thing. 100%. Like, the Giants finished this season with a negative point differential. Like the Giants They are- did, too. And what really evened that out was destroying the Indianapolis Colts, which was really the only game in which they destroyed their opposition. Similar to Minnesota... They won a ton of close games. Yep. So logic tells you we're going to see yet another yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the fair expectation that this game goes down. You know, final two possessions is going to decide the game one way or the other. I don't think I, I think, could Minnesota blow them out? I guess because they have Justin Jefferson there, but I don't think they would. Well, they could And blow, they didn't really blow anybody you, out. You know what? You can, Again, you can make an argument for anything. Like, sure. how could the Giants get blown out? I'll tell you how. Daniel Jones came very close to throwing an interception early in the Indianapolis game. It was dropped. Maybe Patrick Peterson doesn't drop one. Maybe special teams, which would be my biggest concern in this game, because the Giants' specials all year has been up and down. Yeah. And sometimes, like we learned in 2002, when you have bad special teams all year and you sign a long snapper days before a playoff game, bad crap happens. Yep. So there are ways where things can go really, really bad and the Giants are going to lose badly. I'm not predicting that. Neither am but I. But the point is, when you sit here a day or two before a playoff game, you can try to manipulate this to however the hell you want. The Giants are going to beat them? Yeah, this is how they do it. Giants are going to get their ass kicked? Yeah, this is how they're going to do it. I look at this game as an evenly matched game. I, mean, I, th- I, I think it. that is a fair, honest way to look at it. Uh, the Giants absolutely can win this game, but so can the Vikings. And sometimes we get a little jaded here in our coverage of a game, and we forget that the other team is going to show up. We forget that the game happens to be in their building. We forget the fact that they won 13 games. We forget the fact that they're 11-0 and in one-score games, right? The Giants are 8-4 and in one-score games. Like, it's going to be a battle. It is not going to be a 30-3 to game either way. This game is going to be well, up for grabs with five minutes to go. And then it comes down to, yeah, of course, coaching, execution, yeah. timeouts, whatever you want. I think a lot of this is because they only played three weeks ago. It's fresh in our memory Christmas Eve. And we remember a lot from that game. And so there's this belief sometimes that everything that happened on December 24th well, it's going to happen again. Yeah, That's and, not necessarily true. And Minnesota wasn't really even playing for anything. I'm the, the, they'd already clinched the playoff berth. Well, I don't want to minimize that. They That's were, not fair. They were alive to maybe move up, depending on what the Eagles did, obviously. Yeah, yes, but I, can't San Fran, mini- but, I, I don't think it's fair to minimize you know. the effort of Minnesota, but you may see something completely different in this game. Like, Wink Martindale blitzes more than anybody else. And Kirk Cousins actually handled the blitz real well. Will Wink Martindale throw us this incredible wrinkle where we see them blitz a lot less than normal? 
well, yeah. mainly because they may be able to get the quarterback without sending extra guys. They didn't design a lot of runs for Daniel Jones in that game against the Vikings three weeks ago. Kind of odd, right? Sure. Daniel's been great with his legs, and the Vikings have struggled against mobile quarterbacks all season long. Right. So I think the offensive game plan has a chance to be incredibly different. But I think what we do sometimes is we look at a game that was very close. The Giants made a few mistakes, the block punt, the two turnovers, and they lost on a 60-yard field goal. Right. So it's easy to say, well, hey, clean that crap up, you blow them out. Absolutely. Well, clean that crap up, it's not as close a game. Right. I'm with you on that. I'm just excited for it. You know, it's going to be my kind of game, not your kind of game, although you have no rooting interest in it because you're not a Giants fan. Uh, I'm just excited because when you start looking at the games this weekend, I mean, if you if you go by chalk or at least go by what most people I think were on the same page predicting-wise, the Dolphins are going to get blown out by the Bills. That game should not be close. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Ravens-Bengals game will be closer than what most people think, but I don't think it's going to be a big surprise who wins the game. I just think it'll be closer. You know, this is really the game. Obviously, Monday night's the game for everybody. Sit that aside because it's yeah, Monday night. Monday, but this is the game. Yeah, you're right. I think it's the most appealing game of the weekend. Yeah, I think it's the best game of the weekend. Obviously, Tampa-Dallas Monday night's going to be ridiculous. It'll be the most watched playoff game, you know, not the Super Bowl. You know It'll what I awesome. love, though? You know, you talk about how when we get close to a playoff game in this town, we all get the pom-poms. The one thing yeah. that I haven't heard this week that I'm proud of, I'm glad I didn't hear it because yeah. it pisses me off. Go ahead. And I would have called it out. Yeah. Is this idea of, it's house money. We're no, just happy to be here. Who thought the Giants would make the playoffs? Well, the Giants are playing for a Super Bowl right now. How's that and house money? Everything's changed. Right. Like, seriously, the expectations for this football team have completely changed. Look, none of us thought the Giants were going to be a playoff team coming into this year. Not a one. Not even Paul DeTino, who always sees sunshine. No one thought this would be a playoff Who's team. Who's that? Paul DeTino? Yeah. It's P-Dot. He's a great Paul DeTino. Covers the Giants oh, okay. for a million years. Was he a Giants fan? Uh, he says he's a giant historian, but he's all a right. giant fan. All right. All good. I don't know who he is, but sounds good. No one expected this, but that so he's a great guy. Mean. I hope he wins. Yeah, he's a very good guy. I've heard legendary stories about how into the Giants he is. Does he have a giant Pace. tattoo on his junk? Uh, there's a rumor that he does, yes. All right. My kind of guy. I can't confirm that. All right. Fair enough. But, but that's a rumor. way to confirm it, obviously. But even he didn't see this as a playoff here. What do you want to do? You're going to ask him to pull his pants down? Well, I mean, you just go into the sales office, put your pants down, and run around. There's nobody there. <laughs> Ask him to do it. See if he does it. I don't know him. He's a good guy. Uh, by the way, I'm sure he's a great guy. P-Dot. Yeah. Is that his nickname, P-Dot? That's what Joe and I called him. All right, P-Dot. What's up, P-Dot? There you go. Is he on the uh, Mike Schmelk uh, pregame show? Uh, John Schmelk. Chris yes, Schmelk? He, yes, he uh, is. John yes. Schmelk? Yes, he is. He oh, the then I, did I know who he is? Yeah, you know who he is. Yeah, yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's the guy that go to, he's like the a bit of a homer. Is that fair? <laughs> I didn't say it, but okay. not, is, that, is that kind of like his thing, right? He, he, yeah, I like that Devin guy. said, he tends to be a bit positive. No, he sounds, I like that guy. I love the Giants you know pregame show. You know I listen to it all the time. I, I, Fiegels and Fiegels uh, is gone. Dettino and Schmelke. Yeah. I what about the other guys. guy? Madison. Who's that? The other guy. I apologize. Is there another guy? There's well, another Jonathan Cassidy. Uh, no, no. Lance, Lance Meadows. Lance Meadows. Oh, I like that guy, too. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. I like Meadows. Wait, wait, who's the host of that show? I like the Lance host Meadow. a lot. Lance Meadows. Yeah, Lance Meadow. Meadows is the guy I like a lot. He's the host. Not that I don't, I don't like those guys. I like all of them. That is as good a pregame you know, show on radio. When we were at Giant Camp, you missed it because, you know, you're bougie. Paul DeTino cornered me, and he put his arm around me, and he said, Evan, no one's going to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you this. Yeah. I said, what do you got, Paul? And he didn't have the balls to say playoffs, but he said, they're going to be a lot better than people think. There you go. The problem is, Paul says that to me every year. Every year. <laughs> but this year, it. he was right. 
This year it happened, but wow. not a one Giant fan, and I like this, not a one. I haven't heard anybody say, hey, I'm just happy to be here. There's no pressure. It's a house money game. B.S. Everything changes. The expectations change. And Brian Dable, to his credit, has changed the bar. You go into this game on Sunday, you know where you really believe you have an edge? At the coaching position. You believe that this head coach that's not will not be outcoached. Yeah, that's you not believe fair, that this head coach knows exactly why is that unfair? Because it's not it's, it's discounting what the Vikings have accomplished this year. Excuse me, what has Kevin O'Connell done in his NFL coaching oh, career? I don't know. He's uh, won 13 games, and they are 11 and 0 in one score game. No, I get that, but what's that's Brian Dable done? This, oh, virtually the same thing. They're okay, in the playoffs. So if we're gonna as oh, the same thing. so if we're gonna acknowledge the great job Dable did as we should. He's done a great job. Kevin O'Connell's had a great year. I'm not questioning that, but is Kevin you O'Connell coached? What has he done? No, no. He. It's not like he's got this long resume. It's not like it's Brian Dable versus Andy Reid. It's not like it's Brian Dable versus Mike McCarthy. No, but, as I much mean, as you guys disrespect O'Connell's him. a first-year head coach. Exactly. Sort of like that's Dable's my, a first-year head coach here. That's my point. No, that was not. And your who's point. done more you're, with what? You're attacking O'Connell like he no, hasn't not. accomplished anything. I'm saying that Giant that fans That guy believe. had a better year than Dable did. I disagree with that. He won 13 games. Yeah, this he, game isn't at MetLife; it's in Minnesota. Kevin O'Connell also came in with talent, came in with expectations, came in with a roster. Brian Dable came in with a roster that the GM admitted was not even going to be any good. I, I, I'm not. Who's listen, done a better job? You're this putting year? me in a spot where it sounds like I'm criticizing no. Dable. I'm not. Brian Dable and Doug Peterson, the two uh, you're obvious putting favorites me in a spot for coaches got, of the year. You're putting me in a spot yeah. where I'm criticizing Kevin O'Connell. But, which I'm is not. stupid. I'm not. You I'm, just did. I'm saying that Brian you said, Dable. Your word's not mine. We can play the tape back for you. You said, what has Kevin O'Connell accomplished? What I mean is he's <laughs> never coached a playoff game. When Neither is Brian Dable. Exactly. So from that standpoint, they're the same. <laughs> I agree Who do you have more confidence in on Sunday? Uh, listen, I have not. I don't follow the Vikings the way a fan would or the way I follow the Giants. But you've watched Brian Dable. York. I think Brian Dable is as competent a game day coach as any coach in the okay, league. Okay, so has there been a game this season Go ahead, sir. in which you walked away from it and said, because I did this with Joe Judge, you did it with Joe Judge. Yes. I did this with Pat Shermer, you would have done it with Pat Shermer. I did it with Ben McAdoo. You did it with Ben McAdoo. Has there been any game this season where you walked away and said, you know what? They were outcoached. No, I've never felt that way. Not a one. And even when they went 1-4-1 and in that six-game span, it was not because of coaching. Not a one. When they got destroyed by the Philadelphia Eagles, I think we all looked at them and said, they're better. There were some things we questioned. There's always going to be things you question. So Brian Dable has earned the trust of Giant fans where, yeah, you go into this game on Sunday and you go position by position, uh, roster area versus roster area. Where do you have an edge? I think you all feel like you have an edge at coach. And, and you're it's not wrong a there. knock on Kevin O'Connell. Of course it it's is. It's a compliment to what Dable's accomplished in one year. Yeah, but it's both, really. Why? If you're saying that a guy that's got how many wins do the Giants have this year? Nine. Nine. That a nine-win team has a better coach than a 13-win team, by default, you're taking a shot at the other coach. Doesn't stop everyone on the planet from ripping Mike McCarthy. I by mean, the way, just because you, you win the most, step on that, just I've because you of win McCarthy. the most games doesn't yeah. make you the better coach. And by the way, just and because you criticize that you, I'm saying in general, just because you criticize McCarthy doesn't mean you're right. No, I agree, and I'm not knocking Kevin O'Connell more than I'm saying he's coaching his first playoff game on Sunday. For all the playoff advantages the Vikings may have and the experience that they have, they don't have it in the coach's room. Right. And if you want to cite being an OC. 
Dable's got that too. Yeah, and I want to tell you how things change. I was looking at a Chicago Bears Reddit account uh, earlier today, and uh, this is a year ago, because mm-hmm. now Brian Dable's a legitimate coach of the year candidate. To me, it's either him or Doug Peterson, right? And uh, there was some thought that before the Chicago Bears hired Matt Eberflus, they were gonna, they were talking to Brian Dable, yeah. right? I'm just going to read this to you real quick. shows you how people get things wrong, all right? Dable's offense has been embarrassing the past few weeks. Bills haven't handed the ball off through an entire half. Their entire fan base wants him fired. <laughs> this is not the dude by any means. If he can't do it with Allen and Diggs, he can't do it with Fields and Mooney. We'd be so disappointed if Dable's the hire. Oops. Oops. Because Dayball didn't do it with Fields and Mooney. He didn't do it with Josh Allen and Diggs. He's doing it with receivers named Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins. Hodgins is my guy. I and love I that don't guy. mean to knock either guy, but that's my point. Brian Dable has done a brilliant nah, he's done job. He's done a great job. And if they lose this game on Sunday, and there's a lot of ways they could lose this sure. game, you know how they're not going to lose this game? Coaching. Coaching. No, I agree. I don't think Minnesota would lose it because of a Kevin O'Connell coaching mistake either. I think it's going to be the obvious. You know, do the Giants get a lot of pressure on uh, on Cousins? He has shown career-wise he is more than happy to throw interceptions when under pressure. So that's obviously a key part of the game. And I will acknowledge the Giants are healthier than they were on December 24th. Yeah. But Across the board healthier, so especially on defense. The question with health is this. There are guys who are going to play football on Sunday who wouldn't play football if it was week 15. Is that a fair statement? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah of course. Sure. Like sure. Guys are going to say it's the playoffs. I'm yeah. pushing myself back. Sure. And the Vikings are going to deal with this, too. Garrett Bradbury is their center. Yeah. How healthy is he? And I have no idea. And he's their backup center. Right, but he's fair. going to push himself yes. to play. yes. So the real question with the Giants is Adoree Jackson. They missed him. He hasn't played since the Lion game, which was a month ago. Right. Who is and where is he health-wise? Right, like, it's great that he's playing, and it's awesome that he's playing. And every Giant fan's going to appreciate that because it means he's out there. It means he's on the field. It means it gives you a chance against some elite-level wide receivers. But the question, and it's a fair one, is what is he? Now, here's what's interesting. The guys, you may have heard noise in my ear. The guys are just saying in my ear that the New York Giants have just released their injury report for the playoff game. Adoree Jackson is not on it. Still, to your point, he's playing. I don't think the expectation is that he plays every snap, uh, but Adoree Jackson is not on the injury report. Xavier's not on it. They are injury-free on both sides of the ball. The Giants yeah, right now. there's not a name on the injury report. The injury report is blank. The Giants right now, and this is what you have to love going into Sunday, are the healthiest they have been all season long. Plus, they have a handful of guys coming off a bye week. Saquon Barkley That's is right. coming off a bye week. And I remember how he came off of a bye week earlier this season. He touched the ball 35 times and ran it down the Texans' throats. So you have a fresh Saquon Barkley. You have a quarterback coming off a bye. I'm just asking because none of us know. Getting a Dory Jackson back is monstrous. But yeah, what is he health-wise? Well, we're going to find out. we get all your calls. It's a giant playoff Friday and... This either uh, continues on Monday throughout all of next week, or this is the last football Friday of the year when it comes to the locals. Fingers crossed. I want the Giants to win. Are we going to pick the Giants to win? Well, for those of you that care about that, that won't come until much later in the program. At some point, we will announce our picks. The guys will do their picks against the spread at 6 o'clock, but we'll give you a thought of the game regardless of the spread. Can and will the New York Giants beat the Minnesota Vikings? 
I love this time of year. It would be really fun if our team was ever in it. I have no idea what that's like, even. I forgot. Oh, my God. It's been so long. I forget what it's like to have a team in the playoffs. In fairness, I forgot what it was like to even have the Giants in the playoffs, and here we are six years later. Yeah. They're here. Like, the idea of a football Friday, just think about this for a second and put our Jet fandom aside because, you know, they're not there. The idea that we are entering a football Friday wildcard weekend and a New York team is playing is awesome. Is foreign. The last time that happened, you know what we were talking about on a football Friday? You were here. You know a boat trip. Yes. We were talking about the receivers going on a boat. We were talking about Eli Manning having one last run. Little did we know what would happen. A drop early no by idea. Odell. What? We had no idea what was going to happen. <laughs> Who's that? I remember doing a rap song about, we're on a boat, baby. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did a little T-Pain for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, going to the farm, going to get my goat. Going to go down to Florida and be in a boat. Uh-uh. Can you find that rap song somewhere? I'd love uh, to hear I'm it. I'm sure it's in the annals here, here somewhere. <laughs> it was called On a Boat Baby. That was the name of the rap On song. On a Boat Baby. Speaking of rap songs, the last time the Giants were in the playoffs, we had a local, what's the kid's name? I, I forgot his name and I apologize. Joe. Joe, my main man Joe, laid out a strong rap encompassing all the players on the Giants and their attempt to go win a Super Bowl, right? Right. Well, for the first time in a decade... Rappin' Joe is back really? with a 2023 updated edition <laughs> of a New York Giant rap song. And I'm going to play it for you, okay? Nice. And you'll have a chance to like it or spike it uh, online coming up in just a little bit. It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. Kid Rock on a Friday, why the heck not? Bam, bam. Meanwhile, it is official. Skylar Thompson starting for the Dolphins against the Bills. <laughs> and congratulations to uh, Sauce Gardner. Uh, first team All-Pro is a rookie. First time since Ronnie Lott uh, in 1981. So 42 years since that has happened. And a Q, Quinton Williams, also a first-teamer. C.J. Mosley, which is an interesting thing real quick, uh, made the second team. The New York Jets have to cut him on June 1st. He's a big salary cap kind of. They can restructure also, to be fair. I shouldn't say cut him. But they got to redo his contract to save so, it's like $16 million on the cap. Yeah, so the Jets have a lot of talent, yet they missed the playoffs. Good to know. Crazy, right? Good to know. 14 teams of 32 are playing football. <laughs> And past the regular season, the Jets have a lot of really talented players, yes. but they can't be one of those teams. Okay, thanks no. for the info. Uh, and that shows you the bad side of football, the business side of football, because Mosley had a great rebound year, I thought, uh, making second team all pro. He had his moments. He is a financial liability in the moment. Yeah. They're going to redo it on June 1st. They have to. It's the nature of the game, man. We see yeah. this all the time. But Sometimes... that's why you should always take the player side and player negotiations. Because the player signed a contract that's never worth the paper it's written on. No, I get you. So, anyway, that's just quick jet take. All right, Giants. Well. It's 530, bro. It's 530. Here we are. Just a couple of silver spoons. 
Evan Roberts has picked the Minnesota Vikings to win this game in a very low-scoring game. I picked 21-13 Minnesota victory. Yes. You, sir. I think uh, the New York Giants win this game. Final score, 28-27. 28-27? Yes. How do they do it? Missed field goal by Minnesota? To Greg me. Joseph screws all the goodwill he created? The New York Giants are up 28-27. to 27. Joseph lines up for a 45-yarder oh. and misses wide right. How about that? Blair Walsh uh, sells a house in California and says, thank God they're not talking about me anymore. <laughs> Can you imagine? 61-yarder to win it a few weeks later. Boop. Yeah, I mean, obviously, who the heck knows how it goes, but I think it's a close game. I think it's back and forth. Uh, and I think it's more high scoring than you would probably think based on Really more the Giants offense than anything, but 28-27. I like that. We are very Giants win by one. We are very different, not only in who we think is going to win the game, Craig yeah. made the homer pick, but also very different in terms of how this game plays out. I like it. So I see what happened here, and I understand it. I get it. You kowtowed. How is that kowtowing? Because it's... Giant fever in New I'm York. I'm not a giant fan. It doesn't matter. I picked, gi- I picked against the Yankees in the playoffs. I picked against the Mets in the playoffs. This is I've like, done my job well, This sir. is the Yankee wild card game all over again. Everybody's got to pick the Yankees. Everybody's picking the Yankees. So, Giants 28-27. Are you confident you about this? Is this one of those? Because you have, throughout this football season, said some things yeah. where this team has no chance. This is over. Don't no, even I, watch. I can't think. I'm not like... Oh, like Uber confident. Okay, that's what I'm asking. No. I mean, I don't think the Giants can beat them by more than a touchdown. I think Minnesota can beat them by more than a touchdown. But my gut is that, you know, the Minnesota Viking offensive line is not whole. Mm -hmm. And we've seen what happens. You saw it with the Bengals last year in the 58 sacks they gave up, you know, with Burrow. And now they're better. They They got to a Super Bowl. I I, I respect that. that. And you've seen what with Tampa without an offensive line. I think Cincinnati is going to be an interesting spot this week against Baltimore again because of it. You know, we sometimes forget and underrate how important it is to have an intact offensive line. And I think the Giants' defense has gotten healthier. I think they will get pressure on Kirk Cousins. I think he will throw an interception. I think the Giants get defensive points because of it. And... I think the New York Giants are good enough to go toe-to-toe with this team. Are these uh, two Giant fans back there both uh, fanboying this as well? Giants win easily? Why do you you got to preface it like that? Well, that's a fair fair preface, but they're going to do theirs at their pick segment. I'm just curious if they're going to... You can say now if you're picking the Giants to win. Clearly Big Mac is. I didn't even know that Tommy likes football, to be honest. I apologize. No apologies. I didn't get the sense that you even liked football, but you do, and you're a Giant fan. There's no way, no way Big Mac or Loogie are not picking the Giants to win this game. I agree. I'm not even kidding. I haven't heard one Giant fan. I've listened to all sorts of Giant podcasts. I've been on Twitter. I've interacted with Giant fans. I have not heard, Craig, one Giant fan say, "Eh, we're going to lose this game. Not one. Uh, Listen, they're out there. They're well, just not I'm, call, call I'm the sure they're out there, but I don't think they're well, the majority. There's here. also a reason for that, and that's because, as you have said, I think uh, not eloquently, but well, um, <laughs> What's that? there is a blind faith right now in Brian Dable. Yeah, and that's period. Stop. I didn't not, say that not, eloquently at all. Not in not in Danny Dimes, not in Saquon. The faith right now the diehard Giant fan has is in the coach, right? 
And I don't think we've seen that with the Giants. Like, I'm not even sure at any point, despite winning two Super Bowls, that Giant fans had blind faith in Tom Coughlin. No, because they wanted him fired right. after one of the Super Bowls. That's right. Not so, right after, this but is a, years This is kind of like, you know, Parcells-type territory where there's just this well, organic belief it, that this coach is different. It is. It feels different because even though Ben McAdoo, not that long ago, made the postseason in his first year, let's not forget the Giants spent a fortune that offseason. They had a very aggressive offseason in which they infused talent on the roster. Which year? I'm sorry. The year Ben McAdoo yeah, made his debut yep. as head coach. Right, with the bad suit, right. Right, with the horrible suit. Right. So there, was, there were high expectations. Like, they had a talented team. Brian Dable has done something rare. He inherited a team that everybody assumed was just bad, like a broken team. And he was going to get the year or two to get it right. Like, they could have won three games this year, and Giant fans would have said, all right, he had to clean up the mess. Totally get it. Don't worry about it. I mean, it. they even told you that coming in, they, and they were very clever, though. If you go back, they said, we obviously have to rebuild. We got to break it down. We got to get cap room. Right, right, right. We got to make really tough decisions. But while we're doing that, we are going to try to compete we're not just giving a season away. But if, and we all kind of thought, like, oh, it's nice to say that, but we know what's going to happen. Right. They're going to be terrible. Yeah. If you go back to last year in 2021, the New York Jets went 4-13. and There wasn't a lot of criticism at the feet of Robert Sala. There just wasn't. It was. Right. We understood. Adam Gase was terrible. Joe Judge is terrible. The roster's terrible. This roster's terrible. <laughs> it's okay. Eventually, the pressure's going to come, like this year with Sala. But in year one, he was given a freebie. Yep. Brian Dayball was going to have a freebie this year. Like, there wasn't going to be that much pressure on him. And yet, shockingly, they won nine games and are in the playoffs. So he's enjoying a honeymoon that I don't think we've seen from a giant coach in a very long time because in all the other examples of rookie coaches making the playoffs, they've come with, like, some expectations. Sure. Like, we can't act as if Jim Fossil's first year and Ben McAdoo's first year came with people expecting them to be awful. They didn't. No. This team came with expectations of being awful. Yeah. And, like, Brian Dable got, you know, it's funny. Like, coaches get usually one pass, one-year pass. And it's usually your first year as you kind of get the lay of the land. Right. You'll bring your own guys in here, change the roster up, blah, 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 right? The only other time a coach gets a legitimate pass is if there's a, a reasonable a resume of success right. and if there's a significant injury to the quarterback. And then at that point, fan base is usually like, you know what? You give the guy a pass. He's proven his merit, his worth. Quarterback's out. We're not going to bust his balls. Kind of like Mike Tomlin was going to get a pass no matter what, and they turned out to have a good year. You know, they didn't make the playoffs, but 9-8 and eight was great, right? Dable's kind of throwing the free pass out in the wash right now. Yeah. He don't get a free pass next year. I know. Now the expectation is, oh, okay, 9-8 and eight with this roster? You better be 13-4 and four next year. No, you're right. The bar's going to change. Like, you cannot make the playoffs now. Well, it's amazing how things are different. The Giants are also going to go into this offseason. Hopefully not this weekend. Hopefully not. And hopefully it's a while from now. Yeah. Flush with cap space. So they're they going to have 50-some-odd million bucks I think space, it's either yeah. the third or fourth most in the NFL. It's top five, whatever it is. Yeah. We'll examine it once it matters. Right now, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So they're going to go into this offseason, no matter what happens on Sunday or the following weekend, with expectations that the roster is going to get better. But with that said, I think it's really important on this football Friday before a playoff game that we pay thanks to the people who deserve that. So, thank you, Dave Gettleman. I mean, Dave, you drafted Daniel Jones. Everyone mocked it. 
By the way, you drafted Saquon Barkley. Everyone criticized it. You drafted Andrew Thomas. You drafted Dexter Lawrence. That was widely criticized. How can you take a no tackle in the first round? And yet, Dave, as you sit there with your cigar, you should smile. Thank you, Dave. You built this. By the way, you know full well Dave Gettleman's probably having a football party this weekend at his house. (laughs) And he probably has paperwork out. On the couch, on the living room table, the dining room table, so his guests can see all the important giants making a difference this year. <laughs> Every off and of how he acquired them. Right? Yeah. And probably with newspaper clippings about how bad the decision was. Because you're right, it's like the I always say, Omar Minai doesn't get the credit he deserves for the twenty fifteen Mets. He really built that team largely, right? Mm-hmm. Dave Gettleman, who is rightfully so dismissed. His job. Yeah. He brought all this talent. Left tackle, quarterback, running back, defensive tackle who's like an all-pro this year. All those guys, pretty important. Pretty, pretty important. All brought in by Dave Gettleman. Now, we all know where he missed. He missed with the head coach. And that matters. And that shouldn't be forgotten. And that's not a knock on Joe Shane. Joe Shane's made some good moves. No doubt. He picked up Isaiah Hodgins out of nowhere, who's turned into one of their more reliable receivers. And more importantly than that, he hired the right coach. And they hired the right coaching staff. Does Dexter Lawrence become this guy? Because Dexter Lawrence was always a good player. This year, he became a great player. How'd that happen? Coaching has a lot to do with it. Coaching's got a lot to do with it. But let's at least give Gettleman just a little bit of credit. Left tackle, quarterback, running back, all pro nose tackle. Not bad for an old man whose game passed him by, right? Here is uh, Joe in Staten Island on the fan. Joe, Joe, what's going on, kiddo? Hey, Craig, I'm getting the feeling for all the Giant fans out there, it's going to be like 2,000. Not going to be 41 nothing, but I'm feeling maybe 34-28. Hey, listen, from your mouth to God's ears, right? Yeah, we can only hope. We can only hope is right. I'm not even a Giant fan, but as a New Yorker, there's something special about playoff football. And that's why I felt like uh, there wasn't a buzz when there should have been earlier this week. But now it's full on. You can feel, you can sense it. You see all the giant sweatshirts and jerseys more so on the streets of New York now. Yeah, it's uh, it's happening. So and I like it. I appreciate the enthusiasm, but and it's it's cool that you let it go. The guy said it feels a lot like two thousand, not forty one nothing, thirty four twenty eight. Then how the hell? Did, then how the hell does it feel like two thousand? Yeah, I think he's just saying a win over Minnesota. By the I way, mean, uh, he blew I'm getting them out in that game. And I, you didn't predict a blowout. A lot of people on Twitter are, are asking, are making a request, a kind, polite request. Uh, can you please ask Evan to stop doing that terrible Vince McMahon voice? I don't know when did I do that. <laughs> the Giants are gonna lose. Yeah, there you go. That's Is that, that what you that mean? One. Yeah, yeah. Nobody likes that. Dave Gettleman. <laughs> nobody likes that. So. I mean, I know you're now being douchey, and you're doing it on purpose, but it's a fair request from a fan base. Fair request, you right? You don't love my Vince McMahon imitation? Um, I thought it was interesting the first time you did it. 500 times later. Um, Bark like a dog! Yeah. No. You don't like that one? Sorry. I'll have to. Uh, yeah. If I could politely ask we pass on that, maybe learn a new one. <laughs> learn <laughs> a new hold. I, gotta I don't it. know. Some kind of new saying, a new voice, something. I don't know. Come up with something. It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. we got five games this weekend. On Monday, we'll come back and we'll make our pick for the Monday Nighter, which is obviously Tampa Bay 
against Dallas. Let's start off with game number one. Every indication in the world will tell you that the San Francisco 49ers will simply destroy the Seattle Seahawks. Everything you want to look at. You want to look at the regular season games they played? Okay. The Niner defense held Seattle to 13 points in both games. You want to look at the way DK Metcalf was shut down in their previous meeting? You want to look at how good the 49er run defense is? You want to look at Nick Bosa, who sacked like 150 guys this year? You want to talk about how tight ends have killed the Seahawks all season long? And oh, by the way, the Niners employ one of the best in George Kittle. Everything tells you the Niners will kill them. Except they won't. Now, I don't have the guts to tell you Seattle's going to pull off one of the biggest upsets of the weekend. But I do have the guts to say this game's going to be closer than we think. Geno Smith has had a career season. He threw 30 touchdowns this year. He led the league in completion percentage. I think Geno's got one last good game left in him. Even if it's against this Niner defense, who, by the way, let's just also be fair about them, they've looked human the last couple of weeks. I think this game's closer than we think. Give me Seattle getting the nine and a half in game number one. Game number two. This one I've gone back and forth on, I have to admit. I think the L.A. Chargers are a better football team than the Jacksonville Jaguars. I do. I don't think that's saying you know anything crazy here. Uh, I think that the one thing that's caused me pause is Brandon Staley. Number one, the decision last week to play his regulars in a game that meant nothing was stupid at the time. And then when a big injury comes your way and that guy is ruled out for a huge playoff game, it's easy, as what happened today, to go back to Coach Staley and say, hey, have any regrets? And he doubled down on it and said, no, I got no regrets. And I've seen this before with that catastrophic, and maybe catastrophic's too strong, the significant injury from week 18 that shouldn't happen, come back and it bites you. And look, the Jacksonville Jaguars have a few things going for them. Now, both quarterbacks have no postseason experience, so you throw that out. But you've got a coach that knows a thing or two about winning. In fact, how about this stat? You guys can use this. When Doug Peterson is an underdog in the postseason against the spread, he's undefeated. He's covered the number every time. Well, guess what? The Jacksonville Jaguars are at home, and they're getting two and a half points. I don't do this very often, but to break the tie... I'm going with the coach. Give me the Jaguars getting two and a half in game number two at home against the Chargers of Los Angeles. Game number three (laughs) is Skylar Thompson. (laughs) Raheem Mostert's out. Now, Jeff Wilson could give you a decent performance. And I could see the Dolphins, like, stunning us on the opening drive. Like, stunningly marching down the field, taking an early nothing lead. And I'm getting a little nervous. But at the end of the day, talent will reign supreme. The Bills are just a far better team. Now, the number is big, no doubt. It's 13 and a half. But I think they're going to cover it. I think they're going to cover it easily. I think this is the more predictable game of the weekend, and I follow it. Give me the Bills laying the 13 and a half at home against the Dolphins. Let me skip ahead to Sunday night. We'll end it with the Giants. Um, it looks like Tyler Huntley may play. And look, there's no doubt. Huntley gives them more of a chance than Brown if he makes the start. Here's the problem I have with this Raven team. When they've won games without Lamar Jackson, they're winning games 17-9. They're winning games 17-12. Like They would have to keep this Bengal offense in the teens to win and to even keep it close, and I just have a tough time seeing that as good as the Raven defense is. This is a Bengal team 
that's clicked at the right time after their slow start. They're dynamic on offense. I don't think the Raven defense will be able to hold them down long enough, and I don't think Tyler Huntley in the Raven offense is going to show a pulse, really, for the first time in six weeks. So it's a big number for a divisional game, but I'm going to take Cincinnati laying the eight and a half. And finally, look, I made it clear all week. I, I promise you I'm not doing it to be a hater or be a bad guy. We just have to give opinions. And my opinion is that despite the season the Giants have had and despite how healthy they are going into this game, I think it's another close game. I don't expect the Vikings to blow the Giants out, nor do I expect the Giants to blow the Vikings out. But I think this is a rock fight. That's right. A damn rock fight. A what? A rock fight. And as I explained earlier, the Vikings will win this game 21-13. So give me Minnesota laying the three. I don't think I need to spend any more time on it. I think the boys deserve more time to explain their take. So real quick, Seattle getting the 9.5, Jacksonville getting the 2.5, Buffalo laying the 13.5, Cincinnati laying the 8.5, and and I'll take the Vikings laying the three. My picks for wild card weekend. Big Mac, go ahead. All right, let me just fix the music here so I don't run out. No, 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 I want to fix the music to make sure it doesn't run out on me while I'm speaking because I'm doing a million things, unlike you. Okay, now... Let's get to it. The Niners, minus nine and a half. I disagree with you. I think they are the far better team. And you could sell me if Seattle was trending. I understand they made it in the last week. Did you see them play against the Rams? They looked awful in that game. The quarterback, Geno, has looked terrible since that great start. He hasn't looked good. I don't like the way they're trending. It's a miracle they're here. And I think the Niners are poised and ready to prove they are the best team in the NFC. I like this game. The number seems big to me. It would scare me. You made it seem like you're doing this unbelievable thing by taking the Seahawks. I think a lot of people are probably on the Seahawks at 9.5. Not me. Give me the Niners, minus 9.5 at home. Chargers, Jacksonville, 100% on the Jags here. You're 100% right about the coach. But not only this, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars kind of got their playoff game out of the way. Last week, playing a winner win the division kind of game with the whole world watching was that kind of playoff game and Lawrence didn't play that well and I think they got that out of their system the coach is much better I've had a rule this whole year Chargers I love them as dogs I hate them as favorites I'm going to continue that Jaguars plus two and a half at home we'll skip ahead oh no the Bills sorry let's just skip that game anyway the Bills are going to crush them I don't see how I don't know how anyone could see it anywhere else the Bills are uh, far better than the Miami Dolphins are right now uh, the number was at 10 I got it there but now at 13 and a half I still don't know how you don't how you get off the Bills so give me the Bills minus 13 and a half I think the Ravens are going to cover this game especially if only plays I like these tight close divisional games. The Ravens have been there before. This coach has been there before. And Cincinnati throws these wild, every once in a while they have these wild games where they look nothing like themselves. They've seen this opponent. They know this team. The Ravens and them obviously as divisional opponents play close games. I think this is going to be a closer game than people think. I'm going to take the Ravens plus eight and a half. And then obviously I can't live with myself without taking the G-Men. The number's right at three. I'm going to wait I'm going to wait until kickoff and hope I can get it three and a half because I think three is the number if I'm honestly betting and being honest. But I think the Giants have a hell of a chance to win this football game. I think they'll keep it close. I think they'll have a brick fight. And I think it's going to be a rock'em, sock'em, hard-hard-fought game. And I honestly believe the guy we talked about all year long as emerging as one of the superstar players in this league is going to do it. And I think Dexter Lawrence through the middle on this second-string center who's banged up 
is going to get pressure on Cousins and cause a turnover. So I think they're going to get to him. There is no holding down Jefferson. There is just making Cousins uncomfortable. I think they're going to be able to do it. Give me the Giants plus three. So I got the Niners minus nine and a half. Jaguars plus two and a half. Bills minus 13 and a half. Giants plus three. And the Ravens plus eight and a half. Loogie. All right. Let's start with the Niner game, my Super Bowl team. So, of course, I'm going to lay the nine and a half here. With the 49ers, I get Evan's point here. Divisional teams, third time they've played. But the last time these two teams met, the Niners completely smashed the Seahawks. Just just destroyed them. They're the better team in every front, in every position. So give me the Niners here to roll. And I don't even have to lay the 10. I love that it's 9.5. Give me the 49ers, minus 9.5. Second game, I'm on the Jags, plus 2.5. They have the uh, edge in the coaching. Mike Williams is out. Justin Herbert was not the same quarterback when Allen and Williams missed time. You won't have Mike Williams at wide receiver for this game. Jags have played really well down the stretch. You really never know what you're going to get with the Chargers. The Jags are the more solid team, better coach team, and they're home. So give me the Jaguars, plus 2.5. Bills, much like Monday night in the national championship game, you can't make this line high enough. I mean, Skylar Thompson's the worst quarterback in the league. Somehow he beat the Jets. And the Bills are just rocking and rolling. They got everything going, including a major edge in talent. They're home. Again, you can't make this number high enough. So give me the Bills, minus 13.5. And, And of course, we'll skip the Giant game. We'll go to the Ravens game. I think the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. I do. But I love Joe Burrow. I love the team. I think they have a lot of talent, a lot of moxie. Eight and a half is too much. It looks like Snoop Huntley is going to play for the Ravens. They'll be spunky. They'll keep it close. They'll give them a fight. Division rival. They won't go quietly into the night. So give me the Ravens. Bengals win the game, but Ravens plus eight and a half. Giants-Vikings. Here's where I disagree with people. I think if the Giants lose, I think they're not going to lose by three or seven. I think they get blown out. Like, I think if this game is close, you have two teams that play close games. What's the odds the Vikings squeak out another victory, right? Like, at some point here, you would think the bounces go the Giants' way, and they win. So, I think if the Giants lose, it's going to be more than three, more than seven, probably like by ten points. That said, as a huge Giant fan, the Giants are going to win outright. They are going to stomp a mud hole in them, Evan. What? And walk it dry. No, but they are going to win the game. Defense... A budding defense with Thibodeau, Ojolari, Sexy Dexy, Leo. Secondary's healthy. They're healthy going into the game, Evan. Give me the Giants, you giant hater. Plus three. Ravens plus eight and a half. Bills minus 13 and a half. The Jags plus two and a half. And the Niners minus nine and a half. So of the five games, there are two games we all agree on. Buffalo laying the 13 and Jacksonville getting the two and a half. So we'll see how that turns out. 